Is it time for Glambia Performance Nutrition to go over the top in its strategy as it continues to slip in the importance of the overall portfolio? Glambia just released their earnings report and had their conference call. I took the time to analyze all of that and come up with a ton of insights I think anybody within the functional CPG industry will find valuable. But in this video, I'm gonna be running through some of the financial information initially. I'm gonna be weaving in a bunch of different insights throughout that financial data. There was also a bunch of slides that accompanied the first half earnings for Glambia, so that'll help me add a little color to the commentary that I'm gonna have throughout this video. And at the end of this video, I'm gonna be talking around Glambia Performance Nutrition's strategic initiatives review in terms of what they're doing now and kind of where I think next steps are gonna be for the performance nutrition part of Glambia's portfolio. So for 2020 in the first half of Glambia, their earnings, and I took any of the numbers that you hear in terms of dollar amounts in this video are converted to US dollars from euros and I utilized the exchange rate they used in their financial report. So for the first half of Glambia, the total wholly owned revenues were were $2.06 billion, which was up 2.3% year over year on a constant currency basis. Now, if you watched a bunch of my videos before on Glambia, you know that they are broken up into kind of two main wholly owned divisions. Glambia Performance Nutrition is the one I'm gonna be talking about a ton, but I do wanna at least cover the performance of Glambia Nutritionals. Glambia Nutritionals is made up of two businesses, the Nutritional Solutions business and then the U.S. Cheese business. And this division of Glambia now makes up 71% of the total revenue. And this has been increasing over the last couple of years because of the great performance of this division. It's up 12% year over year. And what makes up that 12% in this first half was from a volume increase of 4.5%. There was also positive pricing of 6.4% and there was still a little bit from the Watson acquisition of 1.1%. And you just consider quarter two earnings, those were clean numbers. There wasn't anything that was acquisition related because the Watson transaction did happen on February 28th of 2019. But because Glambia is not a US-based corporation, some of the reporting is a little bit different and they actually release first half earnings, not just quarter two earnings. But that being said, Glambia decided to add another acquisition to this side of the business that they announced on this earnings report. This was an acquisition of Foodorom, which is a flavors business with operations in Canada, US, and Europe. They acquired this business for just about $45 million in USD. And last year, that business did about $26 million in revenue. Glambia made this acquisition because they really wanted to get deeper into flavor capabilities, which is extremely important in the Glambia Performance Nutrition division, where flavor is king, especially with their shift to more food form and beverage formats on their two biggest consumer brands. So talking about Glambia Performance Nutrition, that now makes up around 29% of their business that has been falling over the last couple of reports. And they do break this up into kind of three segments now that was a part of like the strategic review in terms of how they're structuring their divisions. You have the performance nutrition division of 
glandular performance nutrition, so a little duplication there. You have optimal nutrition, which is the main business in that segment. You have BSN, you have Isopure, and you still have the American bodybuilding brand. On the lifestyle brand side of things, SlimFast is the largest brand within that segment. They also have Amazing Grass and Think, which was previously known as Think Thin. Then there's an international portion of this, which is made up of a brand Nutramino, and there's also a direct-to-consumer website and private label called Body and Fit. Now, Glambier Performance Nutrition had revenue of $598 million in USD, which is down 15.6% year over year. And again, this is for the first half of 2020, so not just quarter two. That number was made up of 14.9% of volume decreases and then a 0.7% price decrease. As you can see from the trend on the chart on the left-hand side, April, May, and June were down around 30% on average. And because they had 15.6% decrease in revenue in the first half, it makes the recent performance in quarter two look even worse. Now, taking a little bit deeper dive into the North American performance nutrition section, that is 37% of the total of Glambia performance nutrition, that division. This revenue declined 11.4% in the first half. They were seeing difficulties in the specialty and distributor channels. Those were both heavily impacted from COVID-19. On the flip side, they had some good growth in online and then the food drug mass convenience channel, which now makes up the majority of sales in this portfolio and where Glambia Performance Nutrition holds strong category positions on their Optimum Nutrition brand. As I mentioned before, Optimum Nutrition is the platform brand in this portfolio, and it performed, they're saying, satisfactory to the context of what was happening with COVID-19 with all of the channel disruptions, and they saw consumption declining of 4% year-over-year in some of the tracked measured channels. And they're saying at the end of this quarter, heading in a little bit forward-looking into quarter three, consumption trends did improve. You'll see them noting around the net promoter score. And for those that maybe are not aware of what that actually means, it measures the loyalty of customers to a company by asking customers essentially one question is how likely is it that you would recommend product X or brand X to a friend or colleague. And then Optum Nutrition's current score is plus 54. And just to give you a little bit of reference of what that means, anything over 50 is considered excellent. So they're really drawing that out and saying that this is leading the category because they're saying, hey, there might be some pressure in the system right now, but in terms of brand loyalty and, and people coming back to the Optimum Nutrition brand, they're showing that the data is proving that people are gonna come back and that's a resilient brand. Now shifting this over to a little bit deeper dive of the North American lifestyle business, that is 35% of the total of Glambia Performance Nutrition. Revenue actually increased 1.6%. So this is where you are seeing some positive results for Glambia Performance Nutrition. They're saying strong performance came from the SlimFast name, primarily around people looking for maybe weight management products, maybe trying to drop a little bit of the COVID-15 that a lot of people have put on. And that is a little bit different than some of the other earnings reports that I had talked about recently. A lot of people are talking about how that weight management aspect of their business have not rebounded yet, but Glambia Performance Nutrition is saying that that is something, at least on the SlimFast brand, that has been a positive to their business. On the other side, 
They also mentioned around Amazing Grass, that brand performing very well, and that's mostly around people seeking out plant-based natural immunity supplements. They're noting that sales were definitely volatile across the second quarter in their food, drug, and mass channels as a result of some of the pantry loading that happened at the last quarter end. But the biggest brand on the lifestyle section of Glambia Performance Nutrition is the platform brand SlimFast. And they're saying that had excellent performance, growing consumption and measured channels of a growth of 13% year over year. They did make note that ready to eat category was specifically challenged. A lot of that came down to consumer mobility. This is very similar to what you saw with Simply Good Foods and also with Bell Ring Brands. If you watched either one of those videos that I put out on my channel, they also were talking around ready to eat food form products struggling. And Glambia Performance Nutrition is making that call out because they're saying it did impact the Think brand. Moving into like international and then I also kind of couple the international direct consumer business. This is 28% of the total of Glamby Performance Nutrition. 7% of that is coming from the direct consumer or the body and fit brand. You had international distribution, which was down 33.2%. A lot of those international markets were severely disrupted by lockdowns as route to market in many of those countries were essentially closed. Similar to on the North American side, as the period ended and rolled into July, a lot of the international markets began to reopen and some of the initial sales results were positive and are expected to gradually grow in the second half of 2020. Now an international direct to consumer business that was also down 5.3%, they have made strong operational progress in this side of their business, expanding into six markets, bringing the total now across Europe and the rest of the world to 10 markets. And this is a big push for them across their whole portfolio, but definitely internationally as they further leverage that digital infrastructure of the body and fit team and also started to commence management of a European optimal nutrition, direct to consumer dedicated team and platform during the period. Now talking a little bit further around Glamby Performance Nutrition's uh, transformation plan and a little bit around like the COVID-19 effect, even though I have mentioned it a few times already, just kind of giving you guys a little bit more of understanding of what's happening. If you watch the 2019 end of year video for Glambia, I'll pop up that video here. They did talk about this strategic kind of assessment that they put through on Glamby Performance Nutrition. It's actually across the whole company, but the goal here was really to to try to restore organic growth and improve overall margins. And they were kind of focusing on three main areas. One, in terms of like assessing the overall opportunities across each one of the brand priorities, re-looking at like route to market initiatives, and then also reorganization to support the growth agenda. And that's kind of what I was mentioning a little bit around like the performance nutrition, the lifestyle, the international, they've kind of cut those things up. Those used to all be organized in a different way. Now, since that was announced, there was obviously a major event that happened, a global event that put a huge shock into the system that happened right at the end of quarter one. And obviously we're still in the midst of that right now, but COVID-19 is really a consumer behavior event. This put a huge shock into consumer behavior. And for any consumer brand, obviously that creates a lot of issues and you need to adjust. So because of COVID-19, Glambia has kind of broadened their transformation project to 
drive further opportunities across all areas of their business. So if we're thinking about the Glamby Performance Nutrition section still and take a little bit deeper of a look at that part of their business, specifically around some of the things that are happening from like a channel mix adjusting pretty fast from a year over year perspective, the Food Drug Mass Convenience channel or, or FDMC is now 40% of their sales. And in the first half of 2020, that's up 1%. Now online has really grown very fast, 34% of their business now, that's up 11% in the first half of 2020. The specialty section is now 14% of their business, that's down 41%. Distribution channel, and that is 12% of their business, which is down 46%. And this makes a lot of sense if you consider where the North American Glamby Performance Nutrition team is focusing from like a product or a brand level perspective. Their biggest brand focuses are Optimum Nutrition and then SlimFast. There is a growing focus for Amazing Grass and then a little bit less in terms of growing, but you still have Glamby Performance Nutrition putting some resources towards the Isopure name and the BSN name. In terms of the biggest product focuses, you have Ready to Drink, you have Ready to Eat, and then on the Ready to Mix side, that's mostly coming from like protein categories. Now, thinking about all that information, where are these products sold mostly? FDMC. And what has COVID-19 done to a lot around like buying behavior? It's moved it online, right? So because of that, you have some skew rationalization and, and a need to focus their business a little bit further. So they did note that 35% of the Glambia Performance Nutrition SKUs have been rationalized, which essentially means that they have been deleted and no longer available. 69% of the sales are now made up of the two platform brands with Optum Nutrition and SlimFast. So considering all of that, like what's the next steps for Glammy Performance Nutrition? A compressed market with COVID-19 and their need to sustain a expected profitability because they are a publicly traded company does cause them to create a further desire for focusing some of their effort around brands, products, and channels in which they are selling the most. And they can get that done in the least amount of sales general and administrative costs or promotional activity. You know, you're gonna try to ratchet down a lot of your costs and really focus on where are you getting the biggest bang for your buck in terms of brands and products in which you sell. So brands like BSN, Isopure, and Think will get trimmed more. Products around protein, lifestyle, weight management, immune support will definitely get more focus. But as I mentioned around some of the mobility issues with ready to eat products, those will essentially get trimmed. Some of the risk or some of the duplications in terms of how they have some similar products across brands will get trimmed and they'll probably retrench for a new idea after some of the mobility increases across the world. In terms of the channel, they're gonna keep going strong into food drug mass convenience, especially now that that is the biggest proportion of their overall revenue. And then digital will be a major focus for them. Though mobility might increase some in-store sales again, a lot of the focus is going to be sticky towards this shift towards digital. It's already been going on in this category for a long time, but this has really been the area where people need to go push all their chips in and really focus on the digital channel to make sure that they are the market leader 
in that area. And if Glambia Performance Nutrition wants to be the market leader in this retail 2.0 digital world, they're gonna to need to focus way more attention than what they're doing today. In terms of the team members, I know a lot of the Glambia Performance team watches these videos. What I'll say is, and this is just being blunt, if you're anywhere situated towards digital or anything around food, drug, mass convenience, you're good, you're safe. As long as you're performing, continue to push as hard as you can. Anybody that's in the world of Glamby performance of yesteryear, so towards like distribution or specialty, I would be really trying to figure out how do you cross train? How do you figure out where's gonna be your next move? Because they're gonna be looking to try to trim a lot of that area because that's not a cost efficient area of their business right now. But here's the good news overall. While COVID-19 definitely created some like short-term spike that Glamby Performance got most of the negative side of it in terms of some of their category products, things that they were doing. Consumer behavior is long-term not changing and they're still aligned very well towards consumers being interested in overall health and well-being, especially when you're considering like a global health pandemic. So I think though a lot of consumers are trying to figure out like a short-term adaptation to new normal in which they're living in, I think over time, it still aligns extremely well with Glamby Performance Nutrition. And these consumers, they're also gonna be putting a lot of focus and importance towards brand trust and quality, which Glamby Performance Nutrition owns the cows. They do have access to all the ingredients and they have some of the best high quality products on the market. So all this positions Glambia extremely well for the future, but in the short term, they're gonna to have to make some adjustments to ensure that they can sustain their market leadership against some of the smaller, more nimbler emerging brands in the category in which they compete in. 